This is a download from News Talk 106 to 108. To download other programmes or for more information, go to newstalk.ie. Well, it's time now, of course, for movies and television with a veteran of uh, over a decade of contributions to the right hook, Philip Malloy. Philip, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shoshi. We are not going to go to the new releases just for a second, okay. if you don't mind. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Um, the the when we spoke last week, there is a new series of Foils War um, has been filmed and it's expected in early twenty fifteen. Yeah, I was looking up the audience figures. The audience because it was chopped, you remember, and yeah. they had to bring it back because yeah. of public demand. They were getting audiences of almost seven million. Yeah, and the guy the, cancelled it. Yeah, there was a time. Well, there was a time when that would have been poorish. You know, at that you know at the time when Mark Mamwise were getting twenty million and that kind of stuff. But that is a very good figure now. That is a good, solid figure now. Absolutely. I mean, if you're getting five or six million... It was million, 24% of the available audience. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and he's candid. The other thing is... It was, you, sorry, George. Yeah. And is it what's on on Sunday night now? Uh, what you have now is you have previous uh, series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, interestingly, ITV proper is carrying, I think, season eight, and ITV three is carrying season four. So they've gone from an extreme mm. of dismissing it to the extreme of playing two series at the same time. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to say to you, and you know, you've treated me as a bit of a Neanderthal on this issue. Breaking Bad. Yes, what about it? I've started. Oh, great. I've started. I have three episodes under my belt. And I must say, (laughs) I find this guy, Brian Cranston, really very good as an actor. Well, I mean, he's, okay, he was kind of discovered late, I suppose, by a lot of people. But everything, he was in Argo, um, obviously, last year, and he was wonderful in that. But everything he's done, everything he's touched, I think he, he won, did he win four Emmy Awards on the trot for Breaking Bad? And everything he's, tr- he's, he's, he's touched now seems to have worked. So he's a hugely popular figure. He's a very accomplished figure. He's just a great actor. Yeah, and I mean, you can, I, I went to three or four series, did yeah. it? So, oh, no, no, it's longer than that, George. Uh, right. Six, I think. Well, six. don't do your usual and spoil mm. it for me. Because I I'm only know. on episode no. three of series one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love being in that position where you have so much to look forward to. Yeah. You know? Well, that's really yeah. wonderful. Uh, all right. Now to get back to uh, modern times, as Charlie Chaplin would say. <laughs> um, what are your movies of the week? Well, the new movies, first of all, are uh, there's one called Welcome to New York. It's directed by a fellow called Abel Ferrara. You'll remember movies like uh, The Bad Lieutenant and King of New York, which he did in the 70s. And he was quite a controversial um, individual in his time. And he's remained controversial because he's made this movie, as I say, Welcome to New York. Now, that makes it sound like maybe a bit of a, a, a travelogue or something like that. But it's not. It's the story of Dominique Strauss-Kahn. Uh, who, as you know, was the French banker. What was he? He was the chief executive of the IMF. He was a former minister in one of the Sarkozy governments. Uh, he was a lecturer, an economist, and the intention was that he would eventually would become president of France. But um, he was arraigned uh, in 2011 anyway. You, you'll remember all this uh, for, and tried well, for sexually... In the movie, ass- they wouldn't call him Strauss-Kahn. No, no, wouldn't no, identify he's called, my presumption. No, he's called Georges Devereaux in oh, the movie. Um, and 
and uh, the, the way the movie is done is that it's the outline it presents an outline of the uh, Strauss Kahn story the outline the recognisable outline but then an awful lot of what happens in, inside is speculation based on the court case or what we saw of the court case what we know of the court case and of the newspaper reports it's what critics would call faction isn't yeah, it well yeah 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 I suppose you would yeah. uh, who's playing so, Strauss Kahn so Strauss Kahn is played by Gerard Depardieu and one of the things in it, the, the sex in it, especially for the first, I won't go into too much here now, but uh, uh, in, in the first half an hour to 40 minutes is brutally explicit, George. It's brutally, absolutely, totally explicit. And one of the things about it is that I don't know if you've seen Gerard Apardu uh, recently, but he's like a baby elephant. I mean, he's... He's, he's gained gr- so much weight. Oh, jeez, he's enormous. He's enormous. And it, one of the things about the uh, the approach to the sex in the film is that it's pre- treated in, in, a, in a gross sort of way. It's treated in a, in a raw kind of way. And the fact that he's like this and the fact that he kind of makes almost animalistic noises when he's having sex, um, you, you know, adds to the, to, to the sense... Is it just to shock, is it? Do you think? Well, I, I, and what it does is it connects up sex and the treatment of women and by the way the the the, the, the sequence where uh, he uh, he attacks the maid in the bedroom is very very well done it's extremely well done um, but what, what it does is it connects up sex and power and status and it does it in quite a good way there's a really wonderful by the way we'll have Jacqueline Bisset who plays his wife we'll have her on the picture show on Sunday on Saturday night she 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 as I say she plays his wife and there's a wonderful sequence an extended fight scene uh, row scene argument scene in the in in their home home um, after the court case in which she ba- basically lets rip in which she she throws all his sins at him and she she tells him what he's done now, and what he's uh, been Jacqueline uh, Bisset or mm. Jacqueline Bisset to spend, depending on which part of the world apparently, you come from apparently I, I checked this out it's pronounced Bisset I thought you yeah, would have yeah, checked yeah, it out that yeah. was exactly my point that mm. you probably would have checked it out but I mean she's quite a veteran actress now isn't 79. she 79 79 mm, yeah. is she yeah, and she looks quite well actually because I, I remember her in uh, the original Aeroplane with Burt Lancaster right, yeah, yeah. and Dean Martin yeah. and then uh, I absolutely thought she had, I mean, she's done a lot of stuff, but I thought she was particularly good in the Paul Newman, The Verdict movie oh, yeah. as well. Uh, I really no, liked that's her. No, that's not her. You're, you're, am I mixing her up? Yeah, you are. That's, who am I mixing uh, Who are you mixing her up with? But uh, she's, not in, she's not in The Verdict. Are you sure? Movie. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure. All right, okay. Well, I'd always bow to your greater knowledge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, all right, seeing as I'll give that a miss. I, but I tell yeah, you a, what. A, a lot of people, I'd say, will be put off by it, be disturbed by it be disturbed by it but there are some sort of powerful sequences in it anyway all right now John Slattery who is like everybody's favourite in Mad Men where he plays Roger Sterling and I think is brilliant Uh, is this his first picture as a director it's his first picture as a director his directorial debut he's I think he's directed about five episodes of Mad Men so he's kind of you know, he, he schooled himself on Mad Men. And uh, this is a, a a new movie that's out this weekend. And uh, it's called God's Pocket. Um, and in it, uh, it stars, it was a wonderful cast, really great cast. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, John Tortura, Christina Hendricks, who plays Joan in uh, Mad Men, uh, is in it. And uh, uh, there's a 
a, a lovely little English actor called Eddie Marzan. Uh, he's in it as well. It's a really good cast. And anyway, it's the story of this character played by Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's um, in one of his final performances. He played this character called Mickey Scarpetta and he's a small-time thief, I suppose, um, in Philadelphia. Uh, the book was actually published. The book on which it is based was published in 1983 and it always feels like it's set in that kind of period. And uh, so, okay, this is a working-class district of Philadelphia. Uh, then uh, her son, that's uh, Christina Hendricks's son uh, by a previous uh, husband and previous father, uh, he's killed in, the, in this um, incident on a construction site. She refuses to believe that it's an accident and she keeps pushing Mickey, that's the Philip Seymour Hoffman character, to find out what happened. So all kinds of other stuff then forces its way into the narrative. Uh, he's trying to offload a consignment of stolen meat. He's trying to raise the money to bury the boy and the the the, the, uh, um, the boy's body goes missing at one stage. And then this other character, I don't know if you, rec- you remember Richard Jenkins, you remember a lovely, lugubrious looking actor and he plays this Philadelphia uh, newspaper columnist and he basically starts to come on he starts to try to take advantage of the Seymour Hoffman character's position in order to get it on with his wife. So all of that is kind of uh, ha- happening. Now the thing that, uh, the big achievement is the way it sort of invokes this this blue collar neighborhood um, in Philadelphia really very well. The problem about it is, I think, is that is the characters don't really seem that relevant or even funny. And uh, their situations, I think, and the dilemmas that they find themselves in are tired, I think, and over familiar. Right, okay. So, now, there's a couple of other movies uh, that are out. But again, yeah. it's almost now every week you have a full animated feature. Oh, absolutely, for it. yeah. Why is yeah. this happening? Well, as I said to you last week, um, uh, there was a report out in the UK recently by the BFI, the British Film Institute, in which they said, I think, that there were 32 released last year, 32 animated features. That would mean, I suppose, an animated feature nearly every, well, every two weeks. And um, uh, so they're hugely popular. The thing about this one is it's called Planes 2 Fire and Rescue. Obviously, it's a sequel. And uh, the, the, the first Planes then was a spin-off from the movie Cars. And it what, what they seem to be doing at the moment is there's a, a succession of movies, there's Tinkerbell, a series of Tinkerbell movies as well, and they seem to be aimed at the kind of lower half, that's the younger half of the Disney demographic. So these would be aimed, I'd say, at kids of six and eight, now, and they're enormously popular. Jordan. Okay, now the interesting thing about animation, of course, is mm. you invariably have voiceovers. I made a big pitch yeah, on yeah. the radio last week, trying to get a job as a voiceover <laughs> artist. Um, but if you have such a young demographic, mm. they're not actually going to recognize the people, no. the voices, no, are they? No, so, no, no. what's the role of having well, a, a big name voice as opposed to just any old voice? Well, you, 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 you've talked there. You mentioned there the revival in the, in in animation, and one of the reasons for the revival revival is that stars, that's name stars, big stars, all kinds of people, George Clooney, all kinds of people, um, have been uh, willing. They have decided to do voice. Uh, work on these uh, movies so so when you when you see um, posters for these movies now you'll see starring George Clooney starring Brad Pitt right. starring Angelina Jolie so they're used them um, to promote them all the time but uh, it used to be the case you remember when they made say the original Jungle Book and those kind of movies it was generally these um, contract actors that worked for the studio no name actors that got these parts 
now it's the big stars who do and they'll come in they'll come into a studio uh, the movie is shot they'll come into a studio for a couple of days and basically do the whole part Right now, you mentioned Jungle Book. Somebody yeah. was asking, was there uh, another Jungle Book on yeah. the books? Yeah. Is is that well, right? There is a Jungle Book on the books, and it's out in uh, when is it October of of next year, and uh, it's okay. It's 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 the story. It's the the original um, story about the young boy who's brought up by animals in the jungle. That story is there. It's the uh, Roger Kipling story, and uh, it's I'm just looking at the list of actors who are in an amazing. It's just to 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 support what we're saying: Scarlett Johansson, Christopher Walken, Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, Lupita Nyong'o, who's the actress who um, was in uh, Twelve Years a Slave um, last year. These are all in it, and Bill Murray was announced as a star last week as well so they're all coming together but, but it, it, therefore yeah. unlike the Jungle Book that I would have known it's not a musical therefore. no it's not a musical no. right no, okay no. so this will be quite serious this will be a kind of serious animated feature in well, a sense it'll be serious I mean it won't I, be played for comedy that's what I well, mean well I imagine there'll be comedy in it yeah yeah. yeah. But, but, but I thought the music was great uh, in, in the Jungle Book was yeah. absolutely fantastic Actually, the, the, the character that Bill Murray plays in this new one who's a Babaloo and he was the kind of brown bear in and he sang The Bare Necessities. Remember The Bare Necessities? Yeah. That was great. We were going to talk about an actor who said acting was easy, really. All it did was know your lines, uh, be on time, and make, make your mark. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. your mark. Now, the interesting thing for people they like about making your mark, for these actors, there would be a chalk mark on the ground mm. where, where the lighting cameraman would have wanted them to be. Mm. And like actually hitting that mark was very was, important, was important. Yeah, and yeah. the actor we're talking about is Spencer Tracy, Tracy yeah. who is uh, the favourite actor uh, of a listener now um, Brian Brian Lacey actually uh, yes, contacted Brian us Lacey, and he says yeah. that his father loves um, um, Spencer Tracy so uh, that's basically and what, you're what about, about Philip Lloyd? Does he yeah, love oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, one of the things about him is that, as you say, he was he was kind of he's generally been considered, I suppose, the best movie actor in in uh, film history. He was under contract to MGM for an awful long time, but he never um, he, his career always kind of followed an upward path. He never got into a situation where uh, there was any kind of great lull in his career. And sort of acting styles, as you know, have come in and changed over the years. But with Tracy, I, he generally remained, I think, convincing. And as you say, uh, know your lines and don't bump into the furniture. That's a famous phrase in uh, in cinema and in the theatre. And it's supposed to have come uh, from him. Now, not all his films were hits, but there were no reversals, as I say. And I'm just I was just looking down through the, um, uh, the his CV. The ones that I really like is uh, he made, I think he made 10 movies with Catherine Hepburn. And there was a famous relationship, uh, off-screen relationship that went on forever between the two of them which has remained hidden uh, partly with the help of MGM uh, I, of, of the movies he did with her the ones I like best are Woman of the Year Adam's Rib and Pat and Mike I liked, I love those I still think Bad Day at Black Rock is his best picture oh, I have to, I Bad have Day at Black uh, Rock I love like it for, if, no, if anybody listening who hasn't seen it yeah. they should be going out now and just buying it, it yeah, or renting yeah. it because it's stunningly yeah. good and if you can get it on Blu-ray it looks great right from the, the opening sequence with the, the train. train the train 
actually coming across uh, and it's real flat land isn't it it's, it's yes. um, coming out almost through a desert area so that's that I like Broken Lance as well I don't know if you remember that or not it's kind of a western yeah. version of King Lear uh, the, he did one with uh, of the ones he did with um, Clark Gable Boomtown to me um, is a favourite you remember John John Ford's The Last Hurrah he was very very good in that George. right now I only because um, it cost me four pennies to get in to watch it in the Imperial Cinema in Cork hmm. I still remember it this very day it was a colour movie and um, Robert Young was in it and uh, they were they were fighting the Indians and uh, Spencer Tracy was the leader of the kind of is it North the, West Frontier no, no, no North West Frontier is the one it's, yeah it's, and um, uh, I know the one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and and I just I just because the mo- I was a kid and the movie had such an effect on me. Yeah. And there was a fellow they ran out of food. He, pl- yeah, he, he settled fr- to cannibalism, if you remember, That's one right, of yeah. the soldiers. He played a he played a frontiersman in buckskin and a green buckskin. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, and Robert Chung he always described as Harvard man because yeah. Robert Chung had been at Harvard. <laughs> the other one I must say, I I actually got it to watch again because it it turned up on 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 Sky. That book that I keep referring to, I've Mm. been reading about this period of these five or six Mm. movies that were so important. It is, of course, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Having read the book now and realised that Tracy was dying and that they had to shoot completely around the fact Mm. that he was dying. Mm. So they had to do short days and some days he'd arrive on set literally unable to breathe and and Hepburn protecting him and all that sort of stuff. God, when I looked at the movie yeah. this week, I thought it's a it's it's a real testament to director, cameraman, yeah. and the camera itself. Yeah. You know the way they helped the actor. Out yeah, the because way. it never looked. Yeah. I mean, it never looked yeah. that he was ill. And, and he he, the, he died about two weeks after. The oh film. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was on death's door. So uh, that was extraordinary. There was one with Clark Gable, by the way, wasn't there? About oil or uh, that's Boomtown. Boomtown, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. They were crossing the street yeah. and one of them would have to go four step in the mud. Yeah, 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 yeah I like that. That's a that, that's a classic sort of uh, cinema idea, that is. Um, yeah. Now, I just... Um, I Ingrid more than me mm. was a huge fan of True Detective, okay, and be, consequently became a huge fan of Matthew Conaghy. Oh yeah, uh, uh, who's gone on to even more stuff. Mm. But they said they were going to do another True Detective, yeah. but they weren't As, going to use those no, actors. No, new actors and 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 a completely different story. There was no reason, if you look at it anyway, if you if you look at True Detective, the first um, series of six, there was no reason to stay on the old story. Uh, so what they've done is they've they've come back with a completely new story and in this one um it's uh, the, the death of this corrupt city manager of a fictional california town and uh He's found brutally murdered, and uh, as he as he attempted apparently uh, to push through this kind of new transportation deal that would forever change uh, freeway gridlock in the states in the state of California. So that's what it's about now. I won't say any more than that. And what they've done is they've they had with the first uh, series they established this policy, obviously, of bringing in cinema actors to play these parts. It's a HBO series. It'll be uh, done, I think, in six episodes, and they've continued that. So what you have is Colin Farrell is already committed to it an actor called quite a, a nice actor called Taylor Kitsch Vince Vaughn was announced this morning and Elizabeth Moss who we've talked about earlier she's in it as well so um, 
it's it's really worth I think looking forward to if it maintains the standard of the previous one uh, it'll be great and uh, but it looks like this is a period story I think it's set in the 30s or 40s and I love those I love those kind of stories that have elements of politics and social history and so on in them and uh, so I'm looking forward to it now, Sarah Carney wants to know about an Anthony Hopkins movie in which he kills his wife yeah. and tries to get away I'm, with it. I'm pretty sure it's Fracture. They, yeah. you, you've looked at that, haven't you? you oh, yeah. Now, I don't like Anthony Hopkins, I must say. Yeah. He's one of the few Welsh actors that, that I don't, don't like. Yeah. Why don't you like him? I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's the, it dates from, uh, directed by a guy called Gregory, Hob- Gregory Hoblet. Gregory Hoblet was, uh, uh, he was a graduate from Hill Street Blues and he made this in 2007. A lovely English actress called Rosamund Pike in it, David Strathairn, great character actor, and um, uh, Ryan Gosling. And Ryan Gosling, as you recall, Georgie, plays this young uh, district attorney whose reputation and plans to go into a job in the in the private sector. They're all jeopardised when he gets involved in this cat-and-mouth game with a sociopath played by Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. And it's, it's good, it's good stuff. I, you know me for watching the yeah. same movie a hundred times, yeah. right? The other thing that is happening now, though, and we've said it a zillion times, Mm. ITV now, I notice, are getting quite drama-conscious, whereas previously they would be putting out any kind of Well, one of the things, um, there's an ITV American now, and one of the things that that has happened, first of all, is they've been pushing all their series in the United States. And um, as as television in the United States, as you know now, and this is partly sort of led by HBO and all the cable companies, there's an awful lot of niche stuff. um, uh, So what they do is they're they're finding it much easier to sell their stuff in the United States. And what, what you're talking about is ITV, they've already started to run trailers uh, for um, a a four-part series based on the Great Fire in England. That's the Great Fire in 1666. London, London, yeah. yeah, Great Fire of London, set in 1666. It's supposed to have devastated over half the city. It started apparently in a bakery in Pudding Lane and it's set against the background, the kind of decadent background of the reign of King Charles II. And uh, there's... there's Nell Gwynne was his mistress. That's right, Nell Gwynne was his mistress. But I'm just looking here at the cast, there's, there's, you know, there's quite a, uh, a decent enough um, uh, cast in it. Charles dances is one of them. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's not bad now the the, the cast. And I'm, I'm just looking as well at the what, what happened. Fire. It started on, on in a bakery. I'm putting Consumed thirteen thousand two hundred homes, eighty seven parish churches, St Paul's Cathedral, and most of the buildings uh, of the city authorities. Apparently. All right. Okay. So, um, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's written it by. It wasn't a guy. started by Mrs Murphy's cow. No, no, over no, there. no, no. That no. was Chicago. I'm just looking at the, the cast. Uh, Charles Dance, uh, Rose Leslie, who was in um, uh, Game of Thrones. Jack Houston, remember Jack Houston, yeah. um, the uh, John Houston's uh, what is he grandson, and he was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He's in it. Uh, Daniel Mays, he plays Samuel Pepys in it. I remember the diarist Sam- yeah. Samuel Pepys. So all these characters, and it's coming up uh, in the autumn. Uh, it'd be in four parts, and it looks it looks promising. I was talking to somebody this morning, um, early this morning, and we were just talking about the changing patterns of of cinema versus television mm. because television is doing better stuff. But the other huge changing pattern 
is, you know, you and I would have come from that era where, like, we have to be home at 7 o'clock yeah. to watch whatever yeah, yeah. it happened yeah. to be. Now, you don't have to, and not just because you can record it, yeah. but you don't have to be home at all now for anything because you have you have stuff on demand and you have, uh, then you have the box sets that you can buy if you want to. Um, mm. Really, the idea of a kind of first-run television event yeah. is, is, is pretty low-key. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Could I just say before we, yeah. we, we finish, um, on... Uh, on uh, Friday, uh, the, I've been waiting for it for, for quite a long time. There, a restored version of On the Waterfront, and it's out on Friday on Blu-ray. And I'm really serious. You're up waiting I'm, for I'm it, seriously yeah? looking forward to it. On the Waterfront, as you know, Marlon Brando. And uh, one of the things about it was it was made in 1953. And at that time, Brando had had a kind of a long relationship with the director, Ilya, Ilya Kazan. But Kazan and his writer, Budge Schulberg, they had gone to the House Com- on Act- uh, American Act Activities Committee and they named names so they were considered to be kind of snitches and they were shunned and uh, for this reason um, um, Brando didn't want to make uh, this movie uh, with Kazan and uh, but uh, so what they did was they actually went and they offered the role of Terry Malloy the sort of young boxer in it they offered it to Frank Sinatra but apparently um, uh, United Artists who were backing it at the time they wouldn't give any more than half a million unless Brando was in it so uh, Sam Spiegel, who was the producer, he whined and dined, apparently, Marilyn Brando, and eventually Brando gave in. And so Brando is the uh-huh. star of it, and uh, it's it's great. I love it. I now, it is, it is, was Sam Spiegel then, years later, mm. to be the producer of Lawrence of Arabia, he was, was he? he was, One he of the was. same guy. He was. He so was. Like, he, like, that would have been 20-odd years later, so yeah, this fellow yeah. had quite a career. Finally, I was... He re- actually offered the role of Lawrence and Lawrence of Arabia initially to Marilyn Brando. No. He did, he did. Big he did. fat. Yeah. Lawrence and, uh, yeah, yeah, you couldn't yeah. have had the and, big and fat Brando, Brando got stuck on Mutiny on the Bounty Mountain. remember yes. remake he got stuck on that at the time so oh, that was he? the problem yeah. and he met uh, Jack Movi- Doyle's Mo- father Movita Movi- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now I read a review of a movie recently right uh, and I won't tell you the movie just for a moment and it was described as Harrison Ford's finest role his finest role no. Um, well, let's see now. What would I consider his finalist? What? What is it? Witness. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be? You see, well, he okay. It's it's one of his best films. Yeah. It's directed by Peter Weir, the Australian director. As a good cast, and it's a very. I haven't looked at it in a while now, but it, it's a very tightly made uh, little trailer. It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, yeah. and and. Uh, uh, there's a there's a great old villain and he turns up as a villain in all sorts of movies. The fellow who's the head of police, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, listen, good to talk to you, you as too. always. Next Wednesday we'll have Philip Malloy's usual on movies and television. Uh, is the picture show on this weekend? Picture show is on this weekend. I'm hoping to have John Slattery, and we'll definitely have Jacqueline Bissett. Well, listen, will you tell John Slattery I was asking? I will. I will. All right. I'll tell him. Thanks for listening to this News Talk 106 to 108 podcast. To download other programs or for more information, go to newstalk.ie.